Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good evening, listeners. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. I would like to open this episode by uh, reading a quick poem. <laughs> as reference on the IT crowd as uh, mm-hmm. that one poem from the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. Proceed. To commemorate dearly departed Tom Petty. Oh yeah! He, yeah! He's gone now! Poor Tom Petty. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. And so on. (laughs) Uh... Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Which I will probably, for the rest of my life, always misspeak as Ton Petty. (laughs) We haven't been tainted by some weird anime. I mean, we definitely have. I mean, we absolutely have, but... But I digress. Today we watched the 61st episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure entitled Darby the Gambler. Part de. True. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is the 35th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Silas Crusaders and the 11th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Silas Crusaders Point 2. Point 2? Battle in Egypt. It covers the last four pages of chapters 213 through to 216 of the manga. For a second, I thought it was just going to end at, it covers the last four pages of this chapter. And I'd be like, wow. Wow, they really... That is a lot of content. A lot of fine line work. (laughs) So, Nick, preliminary thoughts on this episode. Oh, oh, so good. So this is what I was talking about a few weeks back when I was like... There's an episode coming up where it sort of all hinges on the fact that Jotaro never loses his composure. Yeah, and he really doesn't lose his composure at yeah. all. Yeah, this is maybe one of the best episodes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Just because he keeps going further and further into the hole of, oh, but if I lose, I lose. Yeah. But he does it with such good, good levels of cool. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. So good. It kind of reminds me of... Um, for very obvious reasons, um, the way that in Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> Yugi on, and yeah. Yami Yugi beat Maximilian Pegasus in the final match of the Duelist Kingdom tournament, uh-huh. in which they used their magical soul-switching puzzle box because the enemy had a mind-reading magical eye. Yep, yep. That he would use to look at their cards. Re- what, because what else would you do with that? I remember this episode now. They would use their thing to, to not know what cards are in their hands so that yeah. he couldn't read their minds. Oh, I remember that. They would select the card and be like, okay, now switch souls and he will use the card that I've pre-selected yeah. and he'll, he won't be able to know what it is. <laughs> and then their just... belief in each other and the heart of the cards saw them through to victory. Because, I'm, you know. The heart of the cards. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Which I was getting shades of Yu-Gi-Oh from a lot of this episode. What? Uh, because Just because it's a card game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just you maybe. know. Do you reckon the episode would be bettered if they were playing some kind of licensed game? Yeah, if, say, they were doing Crush Gears oh, or Beyblades. Man. Could you imagine if they were doing Beyblades? Just sitting there going, you know what? My Beyblade hasn't even been fired yet. Yeah. But My Beyblade's got Star Platinum in it. <laughs> 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 it just emerges out happy as ever. My Beyblade's got Osiris in it. It can steal your soul if you lose a bet. Our Beyblade's going to play poker. Oh, I see we're dealing with better enemies now. <laughs> so, um, we pick up basically where we left off last time, mm-hmm. where Jotaro says, I'll be the one to gamble now. And he, he opens with an intim- intimidation tactic, which honestly is not worth it. Although kind of is in the long run. But... Could have made could if he didn't do it, he could have put himself at a huge early advantage. Yes. Because he, he tells Darby, hey, 
shuffle those cards. So Darby's, you know, just shuffling away. Just yeah. Going, yeah, all right, there you go. See? Now yeah. now pick a card. Any card, but not the one on the top. Okay. He cuts the deck. Shadowrose's going to do some close-up magic. <laughs> he goes, okay. Was the this your card? <laughs> now I'm holding. No, he probably could have done that. But yeah, he probably could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Jodor asks him to put a card under any one of these three cups. And then he moves them around. It's just the entire episode then boils down to, wait, where's the Queen of Diamonds, Darby? This is my favourite game, poker. That's not poker, Jotaro. Oh, no, what? hang on. Three-card Monty is distinct from the game with the cu- the ball and the cups, but yeah. it's the same principle, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, where you cheat. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all games. <laughs> yeah. Like relationships, as Darby tells us. Ah. And he says, it's the six of hearts. And Darby looks at it and it's like, it's the six of hearts. Huh. How did you know that? I can name every single card in that deck from top to bottom. And then he does. It's the, it's the two of diamonds, the king of clubs, the ace of spades, and just keeps going and yeah. going. <laughs> He's like, how did you do this? After I was freaking out too, but Darby was the one who shuffled them. How? I don't know about Star Platinum's incredibly precise eye movement. I have a theory. I have a theory. Go on, go on. Is it possibly something to do with Star Platinum's incredibly precise muscle movement? Oh, am I off? Am I off? <laughs> well, you, it's the same principle he used to figure out they were even going to Egypt with picking up on the fly in the, the photograph. It's true. It's true. Darby, to his credit, is really not rattled by this. He says, just says, that's very interesting. <laughs> I don't know why you did this. Okay, now I just need to not let me see you, sh- not let you see me shuffle, clearly. I didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying, no, I was doing this to make a point. So that, to let you know that if you cheat, I'll know it. We're going to play poker fair. Spoiler alert, they are not going to play poker fair. It's very iffy. The narrator chimes in here to inform us about what the security seal on a deck of cards is. The security seal on a deck of cards. An emblem showing that no other has tainted these cards with their touch. Pretty good, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Throughout every single voiceover sequence, this one narrator guy sounds super hype. That was like, I, I assume you haven't heard it, but that was actually not a bad impression of the English narrator. No, oh, well, <laughs> I, I haven't heard him, but... No, assuming they, in the dub, keep the same one as did it in parts one and two. You'd hope so. But, you know, there was a whole thing Part there. There, yeah. there was a whole thing there with changing voice actors and voice direction, as we have discussed. <sighs> So Jotaro looks at all the cards, he does that thing where he flips them all over and pans them out. Fanning? Yeah, sure. Fans the cards. Uh, One Joker in the deck. Nothing unusual here. Excellent. Meanwhile, Darby just has a book in his hands, off to the sides. And when I was first watching this, I was thinking, has he hidden more cards in the pages of that book or something? Not quite. Bit dumber. (laughs) A bit more amazing, I think you mean. (laughs) Nick, what's he doing? So, he's just looked down at a like random page that he's opened up. Well, he hasn't looked. He's doing it by feel. Oh, sorry. He's doing it by feel. He's he's flicking he's, the pages. Th- yeah, thumbing through the book. He's like lifted up a chunk of pages, then letting them fall one by one. But, yep. you know, too fast to count, logically. So, he's flicking them, flicking them, flicking, and then he stops. But he doesn't look at it yet, and he goes, Huh. Page 538? 540. No. Page 556. And then he looks down. I did it. I'm... Doing pretty well today, he says something like that. <laughs> it's page 556. I can memorise things by touch. So <gasps> even though he can see things super good, I still have the advantage. Oh no. Now I don't know what memorising something by touch means. Because if he still doesn't... Because he's never touched these cards before. 
So if he doesn't take the time to examine them and, like, figure out which one feels like which, they don't really know how. Well, no, because he's fanned out the cards. No, that was Jotaro. Yeah, Jotaro's fanned them out, but then he hasn't shuffled them. He's oh, just true. given yeah. them over. Fair. So that means he gets so to shuffle So all Darby has to do is distinctly memorise 52 different cards. Yes. Which people can do through memory tricks, like building themselves a little memory palace. Yeah. Like you, Fuck those guys. I watched one of those documentaries on, um, you know, those memory trick people. <laughs> on the memory channel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I remembered watching this <laughs> through the use of a special memory technique. Um, where they would be like, I would walk this same route every day. And then I would I would look at certain landmarks and envis- envisage one of the things that I'm trying to remember being there. Mm. So, you know, I would take the corner and look up at that window. And then, oh, mentally, while I'm doing this memorization exercise, I put the Jack of Hearts there. And then I turn the corner and walk across the next bridge and, oh, in that next window, there's the Queen of Diamond and so on. How? Apparently that works. I mean, I know it works, but and we also, we also did an interesting, I remember when we were doing Psychology of Memory in Psych 101, mm. or 1101, I think it was. One, Same difference. 1101101. Where they, uh, first they tried to get us to memorise this long random string of numbers mm. and, you know, you do about as poorly as you expect. Oh, was it that one? That's... And then it's like, let's make a story out of it. There were three brothers. The three brothers had two dogs. Blah, 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 blah. And it goes through this whole elaborate string of numbers in this story. And yeah. Most people do much better at remembering it after oh. that. See, I remember they always taught us about chunking. Yes, that was the other where thing. They had like 10 numbers. It's the same principle as like breaking up a credit card into yeah. four chunks of four. Exactly. So you can actually remember each chunk instead of remembering the whole thing. Yeah. Problem was, one of the guys in the class just remembered the whole 10 numbers <laughs> the first go. Great. So that's Darby right there. Yeah. Doesn't need any techniques. And Jotaro too. And Jotaro, yeah. It's just a battle of two people who are really good at memorizing things. <laughs> They probably both get kicked out of casinos for counting cards. Well, are they good at counting? Because Jotaro, for a fact, won't be good at well, counting. Uh, Jotaro, I mean, Darby does a bit of it later. He's, he's when he's all, I have four kings, which means that left in the deck, there are these cards that can beat me. That's true. That's, That's true. the principle of counting cards in Blackjack, isn't it? Sort of. Like, we've seen these cards. That means that there are these cards left, and that means that... By those odds, blah, 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 blah. I think it's a bit more along the lines of... I've seen 21, that bad heist movie about (laughs) counting cards. I think it's more like if you know there are certain cards somewhere and then you can figure out what someone else has, then you know what you're going to get. Yeah, and and obviously in Blackjack, all the cards are on the table, basically. pretty much, yeah. So do that, kids. But don't, because then they'll take you into a back room and hit you with a belt for a while. Wow. I mean, I was trying to be optimistic about them winning, but you, damn... Anywho, <laughs> so Darby is shuffling. Shuffling? Yeah, he's like, when I shuffle these cards, I know where they're all going because I've memorized them all by touch. I think you mean scheming. And he says, okay, open the game. <sighs> just these beautiful sections where mm-hmm. they try to say English. I mean, they, they do say English. It's just not quite grammatically <laughs> to, from a fluent English person's perspective, but the meaning is communicated. I guess, yeah. It's, it's certainly structured words. Fun fact, um... That's in at least one of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting games, the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Um, the start of every match opens with a voice clip going, Open the game! Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fun, right? Right. So they, they each draw a card, and whoever gets the higher card deals. It's going to be Darby. 
Yep. He shuffles at an angle that Star Platinum can't see. And we see, we get a lot of this in this episode, but this one's particularly sort of stylized, where we see him slowly cut the deck and move his hand across, and it's leaving motion trails of other hands behind it. Place half the cards on top of the other half the cards. We get the bass drop. Yeah. He smirks and he says, I shall deal. One for you, one for me, one for you. He loves me, he loves me not. <laughs> and then Jotaro breaks his finger. Hey, hey. Star Platinum just reaches across the table, grabs his hand, just snaps it back. Your finger slipped. <laughs> Man, it would be funny if you said that. Anyway. I was like, what are you doing? I was watching, I could see he wasn't cheating at all. Hey, I got bad news. Hey, mate, hey, after all, maybe trust the guy with the amazing vision, yeah? He was definitely cheating. I saw him with my amazing vision. Yeah, you see, what he was doing was, look at the deck of cards. <gasps> the second card is pointing out a little bit. Why, he was doing something called second dealing. Of course he was. It's so obvious now that we have a word for it. He would have made it so that I had the card on top and he would have had, what's this next card? Another 10. Look at his cards. He would have had three 10s. That's oh a decent god. poker hand. Oh my god, that's amazing. The narrator informs us that with second dealing, you're playing on the assumption that cards are dealt from the top of the deck and the nimble fingers of a professional make it impossible for the human eye to keep up. And in addition, Darby can memorise the position of each, each card, allowing him to use this to his advantage. Oh no, if only there was some way around this problem. Well, he breaks his finger. <laughs> That's true, his finger is now broken. But this, I think this does raise a, a question. Mm-hmm. We established last time that they couldn't fight Darby because if, if they killed him, mm-hmm. all the souls in his possession would die. Yep. But <laughs> there's nothing to stop them from just hurting him really, really bad other than the time limit they're on. Yes. I'm, yes. Now, Darby's a strong-willed gentleman, as this episode reveals. <laughs> but Jotaro could just break all his fingers over and over again. You know, if he just turned him into just a mound of jelly. Just give him a bit of the old Steely Dan treatment. <laughs> Dan of Steel, excuse me. Yes, Dan of Steel, there we go. Just keep a little, just l- a, like, list. Just a light aura aura <laughs> A light aura aura Yeah, a light saison of aura on his face. Aura aura you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, we've got to beat him in poker. Got to play his game. Yeah. Got to have this amazing stand battle. You got to, If you know you're going to win through poker, why win any other way? Darby is a little unnerved by having his finger broken, but not as much as you might expect. He seems oddly calm. What a horrible man, breaking my finger. No, I was being forgiving. I could have cut it off. I mean, that is true. Did he, he break have... his pinky or his pointer? His pointer. Okay. His second digit, if you will. Because if it was his pinky, um, so the Yakuza games leave me to believe when Yakuza have been shamed, they cut their pinky off. And that, uh, that, ah. I thought for a moment that could have been a reference to that. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Well, it's not. So no, take that. So fuck me. <laughs> oh, clearly I can't even trust you to shuffle, scumbag. Let's have someone who's not even playing deal. How about that kid on yeah. the top of the hill? There's a kid on top of the hill just sort of kicking a soccer ball to himself. He's doing that thing where he sort of, like, you know... Uses his head. Yeah, you, you try to kick Heading it as many ball. times as you can without yeah, touching without the touching ground, gra- yeah. balancing it on his head. Tricks like that, you know. Keeping it in the air. After all, bring that kid here. Yeah, right. After all, goes off and Darby starts monologuing again. Hmm. Well. Well, to cheat, you have to exploit psychological blind spots. You've got sharp eyes, Jotaro, I'll give you that. I'll accept this broken finger as my punishment for not cheating good enough. Now we get a shot here while he's talking. 
particularly interesting shot mm. where we see deck of cards sitting on the table, all normal like. Mm-hmm. And next to that is the Ten of Diamonds. Yeah. Do you remember anything unusual about the Ten of Diamonds in this shot, Nick? Uh, no, I can't say I did. Okay, why? What, what do you think about it? Is it's its corner is sticking into the table like what a knife that? that's been stabbed into a table. I mean, that's what cards do. So my question is, is this like some sort of particularly malleable plush top gambling table? <laughs> or a really sharp set of cards? I mean, you're dealing with stamps. I've heard of card sharps, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean... I've heard both. Oh, okay. Right. I, know, I know what you're going to ask, and the answer is I've heard both. <laughs> okay, all right. The hell is a card sharp? Same thing as a card shark. Is it? One of them oh. is probably incorrect. <laughs> Which one is it? Well, we'll have to gamble to find I'm out. I'm not going to Google that to find out mid-episode. Certainly not. This has been the most interesting game I've played since May 17th, 1978. <gasps> That's the year that he mentioned, isn't it? No. Or was that 19? That was a different year. Ah, I was so close. So close to getting a reference. Uh, he talks about how he played a very rich and a very strong man, whose name I didn't get, but you were uh, like, is that a real person? And I said, I doubt it. It was like... Shoyu it was a Japanese Mayuma. name. Yeah, Shoyu Mayuma or something like that. I don't know. And I just went, was that a gambling man? Is that a gambler? Was that a gambler? Did he die? And you just went, no, I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, I said, probably not. <laughs> and that was that conversation. Yep. That was something we talked about while watching the episode. We made some memories that yeah. moment. I'm not just facing you for Lord Dio's sake, Jotaro. It's because I'm a born gambler and I'm super into this shit. Mm, okay, yeah, but you are still working for Dio, so... Yeah, you know, like, and you could just call him Lord Dio, so... I mean, there's a pretty good, clear distinction yeah. between doing it for the love and doing it because Lord Dio wants you to... Yeah. I mean, come on, buddy. Yeah, come on, man, who are you fooling, really? Like, just accept it in your heart of I mean, if, if you weren't so, like, into Lord Dio, maybe you wouldn't have befallen a terrible fate about ten minutes from now. Hey, hey, you don't talk about my fate that way. So they establish a bit more of a um, structured game than the previous bets in this one. Yeah, it's it, a bit more rule focused. Yeah, he take well. It's we learn like all the rules to poker basically over the course of this episode. Poker, a game played by kings. It duplicates the Polarev and the Joseph Joseph chip into six chips each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, uh, "In poker, if you believe your cards are no match, you can fold. But to participate, you have to ante up. That involves." Putting some of your chips... It's like, you know, in the Daniel Craig Casino Royale, Mm. where they had um, that guy, it was either the American agent, whose name escapes me at the moment, Felix Leiter, Mm. um, or just another English agent, off to the side talking to Vesper, and whenever something happened in the poker match, you would be like, yes, a poker hand is the collection of cards that a player has assembled. (laughs) You see, a chip is a circular object. If they don't have... Good enough cards, they can fold. Folding means you withdraw your hand and don't have to put in any more money, but you lost that which you've already put in. Some kid in, like, I don't know, California somewhere, who's growing up, never having played poker before, is just going, oh my god, this is such an amazing game, why don't we all play this? Because <laughs> historically, James Bond plays Baccarat, I think. Baccarat? Yeah. What is that? It's a card game. Is it similar to poker? Or is no, it- it's... I think it's versus the dealer, if I remember correctly. I see. Um, in the same way Blackjack is. Mm. Um, also, I've, I've, I've played it in a previous Yakuza game, but never in, with real cards. But if I remember correctly, it just involves like picking highs and lows. Right. Oh, that, that's a significant element, at least. Uh, and I think it's either meant to imply in that sense that James Bond is either like a shrewd, such a shrewd guy that he can always... Because he's, he's good at these games. He is. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, he's he can he can look at the card and be like, okay, so that means blah 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 blah. There are, there are these cards on the attack. He can really yeah. good at counting cards. Or <laughs> that he's just lucky. I mean, either way, he is James Bond. Yeah. So anyway, this is our Joe Bizarre Adventure podcast. We're playing poker, damn it. Yeah. So if you collect all six chips, then you can get the soul of the person represented in those chips. Huh. Now, you also need some chips to bet Jotaro, but to get them, you'll have to say a certain line. All right, fine. I, I will bet my soul. Good! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> These are white chips, white as purest snow, they represent your soul. And once I take them, you lose your soul. <laughs> I'm surprised he never twirls his moustache, given how <laughs> moustache-twirlingly sinister he is in these little monologues, and that fine sinister moustache he's cultivated. No, he has, like, quite a bushy moustache, compared to a really, I mean, I mean like... fine as in... Oh, fine. As in, yeah, rather Ooh, than, rather yeah, than yeah. fine hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has that bushy look. Mm, but he could twirl it. He can twirl it. He's got sufficient length. I guess, yeah. <laughs> My notes get a little incoherent here, because of... The hype. I was yeah, writing really fast. So I've got it written here. Polnareff Chippen to Mamuan. I'm sorry? Chippen to Oh. Chippen to Oh, yes. Um, so the narrator pa- breaks in at this point and tells us how to play poker. Poker. You are Each player hand. is dealt five cards. They can discard as many of those like as they like and be dealt new cards. Then um, the the player with the better hand wins. Now, as I understand it, the winner is called the winner, and the loser is called Flash. Apparently. <laughs> well, we see um, two distinct hands of cards represented graphically on the screen: a full house, which of course consists of a pair and a three of a kind. Sure. And what the um, the English text on the screen calls a flash, also known as a flush, which is all cards of the same suit. Oh. Gotcha. Did you not pick up on that? No. Oh, okay. I thought they just... Because I thought it was better hand, worse hand. I was like, oh, well, I don't care about the worst hand. Mm. That's useless to me. <laughs> Let's go with the better hand. Flash. What the hell is a flash? Well, the full house is the better hand in that scenario. Clearly. Or is it? No, because a royal... Fl- oh, no, a royal flash is his own thing. Yeah, yeah royal flash a royal flash. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> and poker becomes a complex psychological game where you have to try to psych out your opponent. Yeah. Those are the rules Thank- of poker. Thanks, Mr. Narrator. <laughs> If we if you weren't here, we wouldn't have had this arbitrary chosen game. To- they start talking about how Jotaro, you only have a mere six chips representing your soul, whereas I have twelve for two souls, and I can bet so much. And after I'll say this to the kid, kid, don't worry about what's going on. Just, just deal the cards. Okay, Mister. So he does. Mm. So someone's like, redeal me three cards. I didn't write down who, but it's much of a muchness. It was definitely uh, Jotaro. I think it was Darby. Touche. Touche. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, you you anyway, decided. Darby's home. not talking about how, oh, Jotaro, you've got such a frightening expression on your face. I think I'll play it safe and just bet one chip. Jotaro calls, and then he says, game time. So, and we get da- Jotaro reveals two pair, nines and eights. Uh huh. And Darby reveals <gasps> two pairs, queens and jacks. That's better That's than m- twos and nines. Moderately better. <gasps> Whoa. Darby says, that was close, but I won. And really melodramatically, he slams his hand onto the table such that smoke and dust is kicked up. And Sinister. L- luxuriating oh. in the sensation. Oh, yes. Drags the chips over to his side. <laughs> Why, Jotaro, you only have three chips left. This might be your last game. Go ahead, deal me in, whatever. I'm, I'm good, I'm Jotaro. So we, look, we see Darby's hand, and he has three kings. Oh, shit. 
in the background of shots, we see, just see Jotaro with those, you know, those black low-budget eyes. I say low-budget, they look good, but they're clearly because eyes are expensive to draw. Yeah, you can't have angry but eyes. But they also, they also artistically communicate the sort of unreadableness of his, his expression. <laughs> the void of yeah. his thoughts. So Darby draws another card. He's like, what's the matter, Jotaro? Look at your cards and decide how many cards you'll re- redraw. Hey. Nah. I'm, I'm just going to go on with this hand. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, forgive me, but what? Yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, just that. Yeah, they'll do. Five cards, sure. It's, it's all good. It's a winnable hand. Are you Are you an idiot? Are you gonna, just going to play without looking at your cards? No. I mean, yeah. But I do need some more chips. No, not yet. Not yet? Oh. Because everyone's still freaking out. <laughs> How are you going to play with cards you've ever seen? Says Avdol. After I have a request. <laughs> sure, just look at your cards. Mm, no. no. In addition to these here chips, I'm also going to wager Avdol's soul. What? Says Darby. I mean, are you insane, Jodoro? Do you have a membrane with which to go insane? Or are in? you up to something? No. And that I'm... becomes the question that forms the crux of the rest of this episode. <laughs> is Jodoro... Is Jodoro messing around? Or is he having a good time just winning? Well, is Jodoro... Pulling some sort of crazy trick, or, or is he just bluff? Is, is he bluffing? Is he the trick? And the answer might surprise you. <laughs> Spoiler alert: the answer is both. <laughs> I mean, just you, oh, we had the perfect clickbait there for a second. <laughs> Darby's hate him. <laughs> Gamblers hate him. Avdols love him. Find out what his trick is. Avdol turns to Darby and he's like, "Darby, you are a calm man." Your every, your every movement is calculated. You're not strong, but you're one of the most powerful opponents we've ever faced. Me, ever since I got shot in the head that time, I get emotional too easily. So I'm not good at gambling, and if we played, I'd lose. But I believe in Jotaro, because he's my friend. I have total faith in him. The only thing I believe more in more than Jotaro is the heart of the cards. Yeah, I'm still not looking at my cards, bro. It's not going to happen. So I'm not sure. I'm, I have no idea what he's doing. The idiot. <laughs> but he seems pretty sure of himself. So sure, I'll wager my soul. Jodoro slams more chips onto the table. Six more chips. Six times the exhilaration. Darby's still not really buying. He's like, okay, clearly you've got the excitement's gone to your head a bit. This, but this is important. So just like change your cards already. Yeah, man? No, I'm playing yeah. with these cards. Yeah. yeah. Darby looks at his hands. Yes. Hmm. I have four kings. Cut to the kid dealing's internal monologue. It's just as you wanted, my master. Yes, Mr. Darby. I did just as you wanted and gave that Japanese guy useless cards. My skill never fails. Cut to Darby's internal monologue. Yes, they never expected that everyone in this cafe and the surrounding area, including the cafe staff and owner, is working for me. This explains why no one knew where Dio was. And also maybe just no one recognises that building. I mean, but that's also, also possible. Yeah. <laughs> just the fact that he's gone out of his way to replace everyone in a cafe. Maybe he should just run a cafe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> profitable. <laughs> like, no, I think this is important because it establishes that, at least at the beginning, Darby knows that Jotaro has bad cards. Yeah. So I don't know if that ma- makes what Jotaro does more leverageable. The fact that... He starts pulling the tricks that he pulls in a little bit mm. to raise doubt in Darby's mind that maybe he's touched the cards. Mm-hmm. Or if it makes the bluff even more impressive that he managed to out... Spoiler alert. He managed to out-bluff Darby. Um, or, despite the fact that Darby knew his cards were bad. Or 
it just means Darby was a real idiot. Darby's just kind of overthinking things. Yeah, just really going, wait, but then, yeah. but I, instead of just going, yeah. what, no, I'm going to Fool, I know his cards are useless and that he's bluffing. Does he think he can make me fold by being confident? What an idiot. So Jotaro just goes, so, come on, bro. Yeah. We're playing a game. Darby poker. calls and uh, is like, okay, let's let's show our cards. Let's do this. And Jotaro is like, uh, wait a minute. No, I, I have the right to raise. <laughs> Raise? What? Raise? Raise? <laughs> you can't raise. Can't you? Chodoro, you don't have any more chips, don't I? Bam, six more chips onto the table. Oh no, sorry, we've gotten ahead of ourselves. This is Darby raising. Oh, because he puts down six of Joseph and goes, there you go, I've called, but yeah. now I'm going to raise. Yeah. Bam, Polnar F2. Whoa. Wow, Joe Rowe. Looks like you need some more chips, but there's <laughs> no one else on, on your side, isn't there? You see, I don't know if you remember Serialized Manga Reader, but there's another there's another Stardust Crusader called Kakuin who's in the hospital. Oh. So if you could just sign this note as, a, as evidence that uh, I can also have his soul. All right, sure, I'll sign. Then yeah, my stand okay. will work. Okay, I'll just sign this thing. All right, there you go. And again, more internal monologuing. Yes, be frightened. Lose your confidence. Let that cool facade crumble. And I will see your poker face collapse into terror when you lose. <laughs> uh, hold on. I I choose to raise. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, fine. Slams more ships down onto the counter. And Darby's shook. Darby goes, what? N- what? What? And then he looks up and he's like, what? Because... <laughs> From our perspective, all of a sudden the entire lower half of Jotaro's face is obscured in blackness because we can't have footage of an underage character smoking on TV. That would be horrific, yes. right? So Jotaro, without anyone seeing, has lit a cigarette and put it in his mouth. And so Darby goes, wait. He's so confident. He did that without me seeing. Does that mean that he could have switched yeah. out the cards without... Could, could Star Platinum have done something? So then does that mean that... I could lose this? Oh, shit. Hang on. A lot of menacing kanji flying everywhere, tense music. Everyone has started b- sweating and breathing very heavily, except Jotaro. Everyone in the cafe. Who was just perfectly still. The kid is like... <sighs> I'm making an ex- ridiculous expression for those of you who can't see. I can confirm <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, Jesus. Darby is also breathing quite heavily and after is just sweating. Just everyone's going... Yeah, the oh kid's freaking out. Darby's internal monologue. Kid, calm down. If they find out you're working for me, they'll kill you. Now, okay... I don't know if they'll kill a kid. I mean, they, they might. They might hurt him. Oh, I mean, we'll definitely break his fingers. Don't think they'll kill a kid. Don't think they've gone that far. Well, they have left quite a few people in the desert. This isn't Drakengard. <laughs> hey, so I... Here we go. Here we go. Sidebar. Played Nier Automata recently. Very good game. Uh-huh. Started exploring the wider Drakengard franchise afterwards. Uh, fun fact about the protagonist party in Drakengard. Yeah. Consists of the main character, who's basically just a... It's all just, it's an it's kind of all a meditation on like what sort of terrible person would a video game protagonist to be to kill all those hundreds of people. So the protagonist who becomes a silent protagonist when he gives up his speech at the start of the game mm-hmm. um, is basically just a horrible monster who likes to kill people. Sure. He is later joined by his allies that you meet over the course of the game. A pedophile. Okay. A cannibal who prefers eating children. Okay. A strangely out of place priestly guy. Okay. Yep. I'm following. Uh, yep. And a six-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Of course, it all makes perfect sense now. And they're trying to save his, well, both the world and the protagonist's sister, who, spoiler alert, wants to have sex with the protagonist, her brother. I see, I see. And then when he finds out through the villain, who is a six-year-old girl, reading her mind and speaking in a weird double voice, this is all spoiler alert for a game that you shouldn't play because it's very bad. Um, so what's the problem here? What's the... You, wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, this sounds like a perfectly reasonable... Shut up, Nick. A safe... <laughs> Wholesome um, game. He is grossed out by that, so she kills herself. I see. Oh, that's in one of the endings. There are five distinct routes, and she dies in all of them. Oh, God. Five endings. Ending E of Guard goes on to become the premise of the game Nier, which goes on to become the premise of the game Nier Automata, I which see. is a very good game by Platinum Games and Yogatari. Nick is not a fan of Platinum Games, seminal work, what? Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, yeah, so cause... I don't know if he would enjoy this game. Because it's shit. <laughs> More on that later. More <laughs> on opportunities to hear us discuss Metal Gear later. Oh, God, we could just have an episode about Rising, I swear to God. <laughs> and maybe we will. Oh, more on that later. Well, okay. Darby does some card counting, as we alluded to earlier. Okay, Okay. so I have four kings. And Jotaro is like, not so fast. Seven kings. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, so that means he can only beat me if he has a straight flush or five aces... Or five aces. He, no, he says five aces using the Joker as oh, a fifth ace. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And he would have to replace all of his cards to do that. And even with Star Platinum, he can't be that fast. I'm great. I'm undefeated. I'm Darby the Gambler, man. It's in my name. <laughs> so he, he's just trying to rattle me with that cigarette bluff. That's nothing. And he looks up. And now he's got a little cocktail. We, we just smash cut to just this little blue fruity drink sitting on the table. And he's like, what? Smash cut to Jotaro holding the drink and drinking from it. What's wrong? What's going on? It's what? like a... It's like a dream sequence. Do you think it's a cocktail? Because I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, so that's probably some sort of like mocktail. Hmm. But then I just remembered that at the start of the series, Jotaro does shotgun a beer in prison. Yeah, so... Probably some sort of nice cocktail. I think so. Yeah. I think so. He does look old enough... To, like, your average human I mean, being. no bartender's gonna card him. Yeah, no. <laughs> if they do, aura, aura time. Yeah, that kid's... I mean, is he 18? No. I always forget his age. I think he's, like, 16 or something. Fact check. Because the whole thing was that he's underage, right? For smoking, certainly. Yeah. Jodoro Kujo, 17 years old. 17. There you Split go. Split the difference. <laughs> yeah, so he's got this fruity drink. He's like, what's wrong? I got this drink. What's everyone making a big deal about it? Oh my god. Stop platinum is so cool. So then that bit we alluded to earlier happens where Darby's like, all right, let's do this. These are my cards. Wait a minute. Objection. Phoenix Wright. You know. <laughs> I still have the right to raise, don't I? I guess you do. And then he he says raise like that thing. What? Raise? But you've got nothing left to wager. Slams more chips on the table. Where does he keep getting them from? He just Probably has the same place he's getting the drinks and the cigarettes, I yeah. bet. He's just taken them from Darby, and that's the final, like, <laughs> straw. <laughs> I, oh, oh yes, by the way, Darby, I've already taken all of Jodoro, all of Joseph and Polaris poker chips, and your binder full of the others. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't lost yet. Oh, haven't you? I wager my mother's soul, too. After I was like, Jodoro, no. And, you know, I think he justifies this pretty well. I mean, okay. he does it in a really, like, childish, immature, selfish way where he's like, I'm coming, going to Egypt to save my mother, so, like, she won't care if I do this, if I wager her soul. Uh, but if you think it through, like, a bit more, you know, he's already wagered wage after his soul. Mm -hmm. Already lost, oh, wa and wagered his own. Lost mm -hmm. Polnareff and Joseph. Yep. Iggy's not going to do anything by himself. 
And he's, he waited Kakuin too. I know, Iggy's a pretty smart I mean, he, Iggy's smart and capable, but he's not going to do it. Not not out of incompetence, just out of... <laughs> yeah, Yeah, true. being Iggy. Just out of being So, you know, Iggy. if he loses this, Holly's dead anyway. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Not really what he's saying. No. Though, but that's fine. It's true. You know, that that's correct, but <laughs> he's just like, she'll let me. It's like it's being like, Jodoro, can we borrow your mum's car? Yeah, she'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like that. Hey, can we just have it so that if you lose, she dies? Yeah, yeah, she'll be fine with that. Yeah, no worries. But I think that means you have to call, Darby. And, well, you've used up all the chips you've put in the game. So if I win, why don't you tell me the secret to Dio's stand? <gasps> oh my god, what? we can actually learn what a stand is. Darby oh my god. freaks. <laughs> I think this is, this is a, even if this were just like a straight bluff, this would be a pretty good thing to bluff because Darby is still, obviously still afraid of Dio. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you be? Yeah, he's a literal vampire. Yeah, he will kill you with, without a second thought. They don't come around every day. If you... I mean, Enya didn't even betray him and he killed her. Oh my god. Or had her killed. Same principle. Yeah. After was like, look, his demeanour. He knows that if he betrays Dio, he'll be killed. John F- Jotaro, if you're that confident in... in Betting this bullshit, you must be winning, right? Star Platinum did something, right? <laughs> That's me sipping on a drink. Everyone's sweating and breathing. <laughs> well, do you bet or not? I think either way, once Jotaro has made this call and Darby's reacted, he knows he's won. Yeah. Because, or from Darby's perspective at least, he thinks he's lost. Because he thinks either... Jotaro has to have something up his sleeve to be so audacious mm. with this bet. Or Dio kills him. Or Dio kills him. Um, sorry, I, I, that thought kind of got away from me. Um, Darby's in the position where now now that he's given any credence to this gambit, mm. either he bets and in his mind loses, mm-hmm. because how could Jotaro not be up to something? <laughs> Why would he just be betting without looking at his cards? He must know. Yeah, he must. He, he must have yeah. cheated, and yeah. I don't know. And I don't know how, I can't prove it. Yeah. Um, he can fold, in which case he's already lost all the souls, and... I would have to tell them where Dio's house is, and mm-hmm. he would probably be killed anyway. Mm-hmm. Or he can ante up, and if probably if Dio hears that he's risking the secret of his stand, then he's fucked anyway. So no matter what he does, he's kind of screwed. Unless he calls Jotaro's bluff. Which, which he tries to, to he, his credit. Yeah, he kind of sweats a lot, and then he starts breathing harder and Crushes harder. the cards in his hand. And then he ages about 30 years. Yeah, his, hair, sta- his hair starts to grey, he gets wrinkly, his skin turns sallow and sort of hangs off his bones. Just just call the bet. Just call the bet, Darby. Come on, loud and clear, Darby. His <gasps> eyes become unfocused, he's giggling slightly. I'll say it. I'll say it, damn, he's drooling, he's shaking, he looks like he's on the verge of collapsing. I'll take this bet and I'll call. He's basically, you know how when the Emperor shoots lightning at Mace Windu and he reflects it with his lightsaber melting him? Yes. He's, that's basically happening to him now. Unlimited gambling. <laughs> I am the bank. I'll call. Calm, call, it's call. And so he just collapses. Cut, 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 cut. <coughs> Smoke starts dissipating. Oh, there's also a good moment where... Hey guys, producer Liam here. Looks like Audacity froze for a second here, and we lost a couple of seconds of audio, so I'm just cutting in to provide context. We're just about to make a comparison to the animation in the opening of Battle Tendency. Thanks, back to the show. Joseph Joe Star O'Clock. Yep, where they were sort of very primal line art. Yes. He's like that, but sort of in a more vulnerable sense. Mm. Thing is, we do get three reaction shots. <laughs> one from the kid, 
one from Abdol and one from Jotaro all like spliced on yeah. the same screen and they're all in that art style again. Darby starts coughing and then he just passes out. Badumph. The kid freaks and he's like, look, he's standing, but he- oh, previously he had fallen back off his chair and like after Jotaro challenged him to tell him Dio's standing, he fell off his chair and was like scrawling around on the ground for a bit. <laughs> just waiting. So he pulls himself back up onto the table and then he passes out and the kid's like, he's standing, but he's unconscious. Technically not standing. He was just kind of waiting for Jotaro to do best. more. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. Polnareff and Joseph's souls come back into their body. <gasps> their souls! Yay! He admitted defeat in his heart. Let's look at his cards. Huh. He had four of a kind with kings. That's a pretty good poker hand. Wait, but J- Why Jotaro? What did you have, Jotaro? I don't know. They look at, they look at his cards. The kid and Avdol both fall back shocked. The kid is like, I was right. The cards I dealt him were worthless. No one acknowledges this. <laughs> So, the cards were, if I remember right, an ace, an eight, a jack... Something else. And something else. Yeah. But held, held together, worthless. Yeah. Jonah was like, wow, even Star Platinum couldn't cheat Darby, so I had to scare him. <laughs> yari, yari, what a worthless hand. If I had known, I would have freaked out. Which I think is the, the real, the chair on the top of this bluff Sunday. It was just a, yeah, I don't know what I had. Why, of, did you... I mean, you guys all saw. I never look at them. <laughs> Dude, I don't cheat. I'm not a fucking cheater. Or do I have, like, special eyes or something that can see things? I can't move faster than the speed of light. Yeah, come on. Darby has been reduced to a gibbering wreck. The rest of the souls all fly out of his binder into space. Uh, they all pass through to the other side, I think is what Abdul said. And he's speaking now, rather than with his very sort of composed, deep Darby voice, mm. the high sort of nasally voice that you often hear associated with like a stereotypical anime old man. Ah, yes, we could go play blackjack. Let's all play some mahjong. I also like backgammon and dice games are good as well. They're so thrilling. The narrator informs us that Darby has been retired. Darby the Gambler, part two, retired. Well, I guess we can't get Dio's secret out of him now. And as I remarked to you, they... I've also just wasted a heap of time because they also can't get details about the house from him now either. If he even had them in the first place. Yeah, mm. but they did defeat the most terrifying opponent they've all faced yet. He basically killed two of them. Perfect cars, nothing on this guy. <laughs> he was the ultimate life form, not the ultimate stand user. Not the ultimate gambler. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, Joseph bet the world against him and won. That's true. He almost beat all four of us by himself. How terrifying, Polnareff says. You know, I'm not really sure what's going on, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing sure. to believe that. <laughs> we didn't get to look good at all this time, he says. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go. Close up on Iki, who turns into the camera and barks. Oh, hey. To be continued. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Don't make me pick a lowlight in this episode. Lowlight oh, for the episode. Okay, lowlight. Right, lowlights. Um, oh, God. Probably when Jotaro gives away his trick at the start. That's the lowlight. I mean, it's a, it's it's a so... power move, opening with it. Yeah, and then just not doing anything else with it. <laughs> you know, It didn't actually crop up anywhere. He just showed it. And you're there going... He does kind of capitalise on the fact that he has proven to Darby that he's very... I guess, Fast yeah. and precise. Yeah, but it's not like it's he, actually he, happened. He's planting that seed of doubt in Darby's mind that he could do something. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Still, it's not like it just appeared, you know? Not like they were playing it and going, oh, hey, I also noticed that I can do this. 
And then Darby went, ah, how cunning of you. Mm. Well. He's the oh same well. skill set, but not the same skill. Exactly. Yeah. What about your low light? Good question. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a production angle, and um, it is a little disappointing, the fact that for a large part of this episode, the lower half of Jotaro's face is just a black void because mm. of smoking censorship. Mm. But, it's but so it, it all, from a certain angle, it almost works, though. Yeah, it really does, because it's... Like, he has the black see, eyes, yeah. and then... And all we see is, like, the red point of the cigarette off mm. to the side. So we know what's there. Yeah. We know what's going on. Highlights, Liam. Everything. <sighs> it's so it's very good. So many. I think um, when he breaks his finger is pretty good. Yeah. Just like, hey, okay, uh, I'm firmly establishing that you can't just pull your usual shit here, Darby. Mm. It's kind of that moment where you go, oh, so this is actually going to be a proper game. Yeah, like, we're on equal footing here. Yeah. I reckon my highlight would have to be the moment where the first raise is made by Jotaro, where he goes, I believe I can raise. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, he can he can raise. What? Because at that point, shit gets very yeah. fucking real. Poker, curious game. The it only is. winning move is to not really play it at all. <laughs> you just play mind games. What you do is you play your opponent, not the cards. All right, yeah, thanks for that, James Bond. <laughs> All right, good app. Good fucking app. Very good app of Bizarre Adventure. Very good. Nick... What? I want to ask you, yeah. what, pray tell, do you think will happen? Now, you, I think you can have a hard time with this one. There's a lot of context clues you could help you figure out what's going on. Okay. Uh, the next episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Status Crusaders Part 2 uh, Battle in Egypt. Yeah. Entitled, mm-hmm. Whole Horse and Boingo. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, it's finally <laughs> happened. We have reached peak Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> All their chickens are coming home to roost. Okay, hang on. Is that the whole name of the episode? Whole Horse and Boingo. The whole name is Whole Horse and Boingo. Yep. Okay, so there's no Oingo. There's just Boingo. Whole Horse and Boingo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Now, if you need a refresher, I I will tell you, because it's something you could figure out if you had the wherewithal, that Mm -hmm. Boingo is the small one. With the book. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not set. That was... uh, It started with a T, didn't it? Thoth. Thoth. Toth. Yes. Uh, okay, and then just fucking whole horse. <laughs> um, right, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe... Were they sent to hospital, Oingo and Boingo? Yeah. So maybe this is a Kakuin episode where they try to oh, kill Oh, that'd be Kakuin. fun. Yeah, so they're not going out to try and get Joseph and all that. Yeah. They're just there to get Let's Kakuin. stop Kakuin from reinforcing them down the line. Exactly. He's weak now. He can't see with his eyes. Let's get him. Exactly. So they've tracked him down. They're like, hey, there's Kakuin. Or huh. Whole Horse has tracked them down. He's like, I've heard Kakuin's in this hospital. Rocks up. Boingo's like, hey, man, I'm also here. <laughs> Could you imagine if the entire episode is Boingo sitting in his bed, reading the book, and it's just Whole Horse in the background as bad um, things keep or happening? Or the whole episode is told through the medium of, um, oh, of the book. Oh, God, no. <laughs> as Whole Horse increasingly ludicrously tries to kill Kakuin and it all backfires. <laughs> exactly. Kakuin keeps accidentally doing things that keeps messing with his... Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be very good. I'd enjoy that. I feel like it has to be a Kakuin episode. Like I was saying, we haven't seen him in a while. And it feels like if Boingo is already there and Whole Horse is coming to and support him... And they did him, remind us what he's up to this episode too. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like Boingo is going to try and kill well, we him. We know Whole Horse's whole thing is he likes to be number two. Yeah, so he's going to try and support him. But... The book doesn't quite work in no, supporting no. ways. No, so maybe Whole Horse will have to step up then. Oh god, that could go very <laughs> badly. Yeah, so I reckon Kakuin episode, try to murder him, Boingo, use book, Whole Horse, doesn't get shit done. Unless. Unless. R.I.P. 
Oh dear. Okay. So rather than doing any listener correspondence this week, uh, we've got a bit of an announcement to make. Uh, we are f- we have formally launched as of last weekend at time of recording. Yep. The uh, JoJo's World Patreon account. Dun dun dun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yara yara. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a Patreon account to cover the cost of hosting. Yeah, we're, we're starting fairly sort of modestly with our expectations for this. What we what we are ideally hoping to do first is over the course of the year cover the cost of annual web hosting and other fixed costs of the podcast because while this is a labor of love and not something we are just doing to make money mm. uh, and that will never change that will never change uh we would prefer not to be actively losing money on it and if anyone is willing to support us we would appreciate it yeah. deeply we've already somehow we already have backers well i did tweet it out and i'm like I'm just sitting here going, oh my god, people are willing to what? <laughs> what? Now, I do want to clarify that um, with the exception of occasionally shouting out to some of our, uh, our backers, which we'll start doing from next week onward. Yep, we know you're there. We, we don't want this to be something that intrudes on the core show. Yes, so we basically set it out so that this is going to keep going. As it is, without any... Changes. With, with minimal sort of infringement yeah. on the core structure. Yeah, all the Patreon-related stuff like shout-outs and... Shoutouts will probably it. either be at the top of the show or um, as we move into the already self-indulgent listener mail segment. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Just because we are launching it, I will go over reasons that you might like to help us. Go on, then. Underneath this bit, when you edit it, can you put in the land of chocolate music where it's like... Dun, 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 Good dun. Good suggestion. No. Illegal. <laughs> well, no, just effort. Oh, could, could be public domain for all I know. Oh, it could be. For those of you unfamiliar with Patreon, it's a, in our case, monthly... Um, subscription-based service. Um, well, not subscription-based. Isn't it? Donation-based. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I think per project you can assign it to be per unit of of content produced or per month. We are going yeah. for the per month option because that's more reasonable. Yeah, we don't produce enough content. No fucking way. And in return for uh, signing up, you c- there are two streams of... Well, one's called rewards, but two streams of rewards. Yep. Um, there is, of course, things you can get for signing up. So for our... I'll, I'll just quickly go over them. We're not going to do a big big, um, big thing here, but yeah. we'll quickly go over them. Um, so our first tier, if you donate a, a dollar a month, which I can't stress enough, just, like, giving us a dollar would be very much appreciated. Yeah. It's not a matter of, oh, I can't... I can't afford to give you money. It's like, don't worry about it. We're good. This is, like, the nice not losing money. So I guess we are it. doing a bit of a spiel here, but, like... Yeah, even, <laughs> even the smallest amount of contribution would be greatly appreciated. We are um, the worst salespeople. It is not, obviously not something that we want to pressure people to do. No, don't do it if you don't want to. So, yeah. But yeah. if we would greatly appreciate it if you do. Anywho. Anyway. For that, you would be, you would become basically the producer of our show in part. <laughs> well, no, that's not the quite right. That's not quite the, right. No, you would become, as the service is named, our patrons. Ah. Artistic patrons. Patrons, yes. yes. Um, it's almost as though there's a thing for it. Yeah. For $5 a month, you would get access to a monthly bonus episode. Yeah, we, um, we don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but it's going to be pretty loose. As I say, we're starting to... this pretty modestly. Uh, yeah. If it catches on in a big way, we might look at expanding it, but mm. yeah. So we have some vague ideas at this point. Um, if you like when we go off on weird tangents and talk about, say, the plot of the Drake and Guard franchise, oh. or Star Wars, or oh. Metal Gear, oh, so much. Um, we're thinking of like, just doing some episodes devoted to those. We're also considering, say, doing it with, with our patrons a book club, but not necessarily just with books, where it might be like, hey, a month from now we're going to do an episode on... On something. So, you know, consume that if you want to... If you want to be part of the or listening send, yeah, experience. Or send us some... Um, 
questions about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the $10 a month will send you a personalised recording, which you can have some input on what we'll say on. Mm. Uh, and also, uh, we'll probably do some polls and stuff to be like, hey, we want to do a bonus episode on one of these things. Which would you prefer? And then you will... Vote. Yeah. It'll be a... Uh... Be a good time. Yeah. Then there's the uh, what they call goals. So uh, if <laughs> what we... they call goals? Yeah, that's what they are. I mean, sure. Where if we where it relates to total income rather than individual <laughs> subscriptions. Yes. But if we receive the tier of twenty five dollars from all of our listeners per month, aggregated, I will purchase one of those like birthday. Okay, that is not what the money will be used for. Oh. <laughs> um, that's when, we, when we've reached sort of self-sufficiency in terms of running this podcast. Yeah, we'll we can be, actually pay off some debt. Yeah, uh, and we'll be recording a special episode available to everyone as a thank you. Which will be grand. What um, are we going to talk about in that episode? Oh, um, well, according to this little spiel you've written here, <laughs> it's going to be a special episode discussing just what exactly it is that uh, makes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure such a vibrant, exciting and bizarre adventure that appeals to us. It is bizarre, isn't it, that adventure that yeah. we go on? I feel yeah. like we use adventure too many times in that copy, but you have written JJBA, to be fair. So when you read it all out, there's a bit more. Anywho, uh, if we get to 75, we're going to start investing money into more proactively improving our recording setup in terms of more mics, uh, better mics, mm. uh, soundproofing, etc., I mean, Which isn't to say that we will never do anything if we haven't reached that point, but we will start more proactively putting money aside for it. Yeah, because, I mean, at $75 a month, it's like, cool, well, we know how much the hosting costs are, but now we can just save money for, you know, yeah. actual soundproofing instead of a closet or, yeah, other stuff. And then in ter- then our real Hail Marys, <laughs> if we ever, in, in the crazy world where if we ever got $200 a month... We would start expanding into looking into doing some video content. Yeah. So some examples of that might be we have this dumb idea where we want to make or import a bunch of JoJo's characters into um WWE Raw. What, yeah, whatever the ra- latest wrestling game is, and basically just run kind of a VGCW type night where we do some color commentary and oh, be beautiful. um and then also something that I would like to do but haven't looked into the infrastructure at all we probably need some more equipment for it would be doing a live stream of certain jojo things that we and listeners can watch along together Mm. we'll do some commentary um as they go like like say theoretically the finale of part three would Mm. be a good example of that not that nick knows what that that would be a good sequence of episodes to do a stream of Mm, okay all right now i'm mm, okay Mm. Oh, and just while we're doing pie-in-the-sky content that we'd like to do one day, I would love yeah. to do, probably as a bonus episode, a series of actual play episodes using a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-themed uh, role-playing game. Oh, God. But we would need more equipment for that, so that would yeah. be a way off. Yeah. In terms of mics, and to have it not sound like absolute garbage, to have all, f- <laughs> I don't know, say we had four people sitting around, one blue yeti would sound like absolute <laughs> trash. Yeah, yeah. But that is... Probably never going to happen. But if it did... Oh boy. Holy shit. Whole horsey shit. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for indulging our little Patreon spiel. Um, Mm. We would be delighted if you would give us any support. But we understand everyone has their own financial needs. But I also believe that content creators... Deserve money. (laughs) I mean, I... I, That is a philosophy I live my life by. I try to support people when I consume their content. Yeah. And this is one avenue that you can. Yeah. Because we don't have shirts. Yes, and we feel like we probably shouldn't sell them. I mean, let's let's be real. It would just be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure shirts. Yeah. Like, that's it. Which seems a bit 
tricky. Yeah. Lega- legality speaking. Yeah. Legality kiddly. Yeah, I'm going to make up some words. Yeah. This All is right. the high level of content you can expect from bonus episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that more or less brings us to the end of our episode, doesn't it, Nick? It do- does it? I don't know. I'm not running the show here. Or am I? Oh, also a bit of a, sh- a-, a call out, open outcry. Mm-hmm. Nick's currently in the early stages of putting together a theme song for part four. What we would love suggestions for is uh, similar to the end of our current theme song, Jojo Wave. We've got a nice little audio drop of uh, Jatara Kujo saying his signature catchphrase. Yare, yare, dessert. If anyone has any suggestions of um, similarly evocative audio clips from part four that are ideally non-spoilery. So I can actually work with and them. And sort of clean an audio sense without too much backing music already there. Yeah, if it has background music or background noise, it's a lot. It's not good, but it's workable. Yeah, go ahead and yeah. send a video link or a episode and timestamp to JoJo's Podcast on Twitter or JoJo's Podcast at gmail.com. Nice. And we will take them into consideration. Dun, dun, dun. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.